Hello and welcome to Manchester, your airport man, the podcast taking you behind the scenes at one of the UK's biggest airports. I'm Tom Fordyce, broadcaster, writer, regular user of the airport and also a local resident. And I'm Adam Jupp, I'm the communications director for Manchester Airport and it's my job to tell everyone the story of Manchester Airport. As soon as you work in aviation, you're always going through somebody else's airport and going, oh, that's interesting, oh, I like that bit, or we should do that. It's all of our generation future, so they want to protect it. Every single year I threaten to do an April Fool that we're going to have a teleporter. It is lovely to be back for a second series. Adam, first of all, tell us a little bit about what you've been up to since we heard from you last. Well, mostly, Tom, dealing with uh, requests from friends to say, can I get an intro to Tom Fordyce? (laughs) So I've been dealing with that, but genuinely a busy end to the spring season here at the airport. Busy end to the football season on a personal level, some twists and turns and ups and downs, but on a professional level, that meant lots of activity for us as well, particularly when it came to Champions League time and Man City flying in and out. Nice crossover with Elton John as well, which a lot of people would have seen on social media. Yeah, and, you know, it's almost as if we knew it was coming, having, uh, if you listen to the last series, with talking about when yeah. celebs and football teams travel through, and that was amazing to see. And then just preparing for summer, it's going to be a busy time, we want to make sure that everything's tip-top and um, ship-shape and really confident about a great summer so looking forward to preparing for that importantly just as we got into the summer season great to celebrate Manchester Airport's 85th birthday as well which is something we touched on last time but really great to be announcing some fun stuff around that right tell me more about the birthday party yeah well we, I mean we actually did a little celebration for colleagues we um, had some speeches cupcakes balloons all the usual but really excited to announce a fun program of activity you heard a lot about our famous chandeliers last time from the old terminal and we've laid our hands on some one of those chandeliers, blown the dust off and we're looking to work with Manchester Metropolitan University to reincarnate a chandelier, bring it back to life and house it in the new terminal. Actually, the response from passengers who remember them and saw them as the thing that told them they were going on holiday has been really great. So really pleased to have announced that. We also work with our airlines on this mega competition, 85 prizes, flights all around the world. And again, the excitement among passengers and uh, staff alike, the the prospect of perhaps winning one of those prizes has been really great and really showcases how much passion there is for the airport, but, you know, how many great routes we have around the world. We went to so many interesting places around the airport in our first series and met so many interesting people who work at Manchester Airport. So what sort of places and people are we going to go to and meet this time around? I mean, one of the great things about doing this has been we've had loads of requests from listeners or from staff around why don't you look at this, why don't you feature that. So we've been able to include some of that in this series. So people are fascinated by the lifestyle of cabin crew or pilots and what that must be like. Also what it's like to run a bar or a restaurant in an airport and how complex that can be. We're also going to get behind the keyboard ourselves with our social media team in almost a day in the life of what it's like to deal with all those passenger requests and the fun um, projects they get to do out on the airfield and so on. Sounds good. Well, for today, should we step into the future? Let's do it. Our first guest is Jill Fraser, the Transformation Programme Delivery Director at Manchester Airport. Jill is the person responsible for transforming the airport as we know it. Right, Jill, help me out here. What is the Manchester Airport Transformation Programme? So this is the transformation of Terminal 2. So we've already done phase one of the programme, which I'm sure some of the listeners will have already travelled through the nice, shiny new terminal. And so what we are doing is 
completing that work and going into phase two of the programme in order to transform the old existing building into something new and exciting that will look quite like phase one. We're also building another pier out the back of the existing terminal. So there'll be Pier 2, which will be very similar to what the new one is in Terminal 2 at the moment. And for people flying through the airport, just to explain what a pier is in case it's conjuring up images of seaside trips. The pier is essentially once you've gone through security and you've gone through your duty-free, it's where you walk out to the gate. So the long piece where you go out to the gate, you're waiting for your flight and you walk through the Aero Bridge. So at the moment we've got um, a couple of piers at Manchester, but they're familiar across most of the big airports. So we will be building a brand new one in phase two. So it is summer 2023 as we're chatting today. When should passengers expect the brand new shiny Terminal 2 to be revealed? That's a big question. (laughs) (laughs) Our target programme is summer 25 is when we're looking to have the new part of the terminal up and running. So, yeah, we've got a busy two years ahead of us. So the process has been ongoing for a while, Jill. Can you put it in a context for us in terms of the changes, the economic impacts that we're seeing? Yeah, so the original phase one of the programme started back in July 2017 and That was first opened up in April 2019, the first phase of the programme. We all obviously know what happened in 2020. So the final sort of conclusion of phase one was opened up in July 2021, which was later than originally planned, of course. uh, But um, we worked through that period and, and opened the new terminal in 2021. What actually happened with that new terminal is it actually increased the footprint of Terminal 2 by 150%. So I think anyone that was sort of moving through old T2, now going through the new one, sees that huge amount of additional space. And the pier at Terminal 2 was the first pier that we built at Manchester Airport with, I think it's 12 contact stands, 12 aero bridges coming off of that pier. So the service from the passenger's point of view is vastly improved, having the ability to walk directly onto the aircraft. One of the other things that we did on phase one was build an aerozone, which is a state-of-the-art education facility. It was really important to us to make sure that we contributed to the local area, especially trying to get more people involved in careers in aviation and specifically targeting apprentices. I think we had about 150 apprentices involved in the process from that July 2017 date. And the construction of the aerozone is a really important ongoing commitment to the education and to the advancement of aviation uh, careers for the people in and around the airport. Okay, what are your favourite bits about the new terminal? I love the the technical side of things. So I have an engineering background. So when I kind of look at it, I love looking at all of the stuff in the back of house that goes into making the airport work. So the security, where all of the ground handlers will be, where all of the airlines will be, all back of house, because that's the sort of the secret bit that passengers don't get to see. And I, I really enjoy being part of that and building it. The big shiny stuff, the pier is brilliant because it's going to be a big open space. It's going to be new and fresh and exciting. So that is always good for the look. But for me, it's all the it's all the nitty gritty bits in the background I like. I suppose that's all the stuff that passengers are unaware of until it goes wrong. So ideally, passengers are blissfully unaware of all that back of house stuff. Yes, absolutely. If it's all done properly and it's working, then you never, ever hear about it, which is kind of what what our target is, is that you never need to know about that. But that is the beating heart of an airport. That's where the magic happens. 
Okay, so if I'm a passenger coming through Terminal 2 and I'm used to Terminal 2, flown through it plenty of times, when I come into the new one, how will my experience be different? It will be in the new section. Essentially, we're, we're kind of, if you put a mirror up at the end of the new section, we're kind of doing almost the same on the other side. There will be some differences. You'll see we're, we're looking at alternative check-in products, but essentially you'll see the same sort of check-in area. You'll see a new security hall. So it's almost a bit of a duplication of the existing new part that's just opened up. How hard is it to look into the future and accurately work out what the airport will need to do in, say, 10 or 20 years' time? Because the travelling experience is changing, technology is changing all the time. It's one of those things that's really, really difficult and it's a really interesting and exciting part of our industry. Uh, I remember looking at aviation and what we call the curb to gate experience. So from your passenger drop off in your taxis or whatever onto your aircraft and what that looked like. And one of the things we were looking at years ago was... Can we do all of that with no barriers? Can you do everything with biometrics? Can you do it all with retina scanning and everything else so that you don't have to stop the passenger flow? Technology's not there yet, but will it be? Technology changes every six months, you know, so it's, it's a real challenge to kind of keep up with that advancement of technology. But the principles remain the same. You know, we need to get people from their cars, from the buses, from the trains onto the aircraft and uh, so long as we're keeping that flow we keep the architectural structure of the building right then the technology can be swapped in as it gets renewed as uh, different security measures are brought in or removed so it's really the core is about making sure the space of the building is right is sustainable long term can be used long term and has enough space in it for us in the future to go with whatever the technology is at that point in time. Our expectations as passengers change as well, don't they? We get used to a certain level of service, whether it's going through a train station or an airport. And as we fly through different airports, we get used to the way that other airports do it as well, don't we? So it must in some ways feel like this this race to the future because you're looking at what other airports are doing and the other experiences that your passengers are having as they travel around the world. Yeah, and it's really interesting. As soon as you work in aviation, you never really go on a proper holiday. You know, if you're flying, you know, you're always going through somebody else's airport and going, oh, that's interesting. Oh, I like that bit or we should do that. So, you know, it, and it builds all of our knowledge and our experience of what we want in our airport at Manchester and across the MAG airports. So it's a constant feeding that creativity in that aviation space. There's so much brilliant design out there. There's some really exciting things being done globally in airports and picking the best bits of that for Manchester is what myself and the wider team get to do, which is exciting. And I guess it's also putting a Mancunian twist on all those designs as well, isn't it? It's making the airport feel like part of the city that it's from. Absolutely. And because of our situation in Manchester, we're obviously the largest airport in the northwest, one of the largest in the country. And it has to be really specifically Mancunian as well. And I'm not a Mancunian, but uh, it's my adopted homeland at the moment. And, you know, doing things like making sure that the retail is reflective of local retailers. So it's not all global chains. We've got some local retailers uh, coming in and local food and beverage providers as well. So that we can just keep the Manchester edge to it, which is really important. 
What stuff around the airport feels future-proof to you? Or is there no such thing as future-proofing in the aviation industry? It's a really difficult one. I don't think you can fully future-proof. As an airport, we are somewhat landlocked in the sense of where we are with the motorways and the, the surrounding kind of area. So our future is limited by the space that we have unless you know, aircraft change and they can um, do things differently. So that part of it is a challenge. And I think coming back to my earlier point is it's the space that's the future part of it is the space that we create and making sure that it is nice high ceilings and lots of glass and everything else is really important so that whatever is in that space you've still got as a passenger you know you're not in little crowded areas in the backgrounds you've got room to enjoy that experience okay final question jill what is your single favorite thing about the new look for the terminal that's a big question <laughs> I think the movement from as you're coming through security, so the new security hall will be uh, similar to how it is just now. I think that will be a real special place as you're coming through uh, and looking out over the airfield. For me, that's that's always the exciting bit about going on holiday. You've gone through all the difficult stuff. You've gone through check-in. You've dropped your bags. You've gone through security. You've repacked your bag. You walk out and you're like, ah, holiday starts there. Right, Adam, tell me what you expected for the future of Manchester Airport. Did you have visions of a space-age terminal? What was going on in your head? Oh, I've got to say, every single year I threaten to do an April Fool story <laughs> with the media where we put a story out that we're going to have a teleporter in the terminal nice. or something like that and see if anyone will buy on it. But I think the, one of the things I would say about our new terminal is it's always great when you get those CGI images of looking at this snazzy, futuristic, smart terminal in CGI. And then when you take the actual real photograph and it looks exactly like the image because it doesn't always happen like that. And that's certainly what we found. And in all honesty, in terms of look and feel, what you want is something that's going to look sleek, stylish, different and new but it's also not going to age and in five years time you're going to be looking at it thinking wow that looks out of date and I wouldn't have that wallpaper anymore so I think that's what they've gone for in terms of that in terms of what traveling in the future is going to be like and all the great features that we'll have I think that's something I will find out a bit more later in the series um, what technology there might be what traveling in the future may be and so we're looking forward to hearing more about that as well. Manchester is a city that's rooted in its culture in the music and fashion and design are we going to see all those elements reflected at the airport? I think you can see a lot of that already. If you look at the use of the honeycomb lighting, which was a nod to the Manchester Bay, if you look at some of the brands that are in there, the food and booze uh, and restaurants, uh, those operators, they're all northern brands, and each of them have been really keen to give cultural nods to Manchester or the north of England wherever possible. There's a nod to industrial heritage and some of the design that's in there. It's absolutely front of mind to us that we want to capture that essence of the north in an airport environment. Speaking of the future, our next guests represent a new generation who might live in a world where futuristic travel is a reality. Max is a member of Manchester Airport's Youth Forum and Julie Walker, Community Engagement Manager, is the person who helps run it. Right, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Max, why don't you go first? So I've just finished a aviation course in college. Literally, it covers all corners of the industry, so uh, business, economics, ramp, dispatch, human resources, customer service, that's been great as well. It's got a really good scope of all of that. And then I'm in the youth forum right now, so that's really great as well. 
So my name's Julie Walker. I'm Manchester Airport's Community Engagement Manager, which is a job that I um, share with my colleague, Helen McNabb. And together we're responsible for listening to the people who live in the vicinity of the airport, being the kind of the people that they come to, to air their concerns, to offer us feedback about what it's like to live nearby to the airport. And really our role is to try and help them see the amazing opportunities that come with having an international airport on your doorstep um, and solve the sort of things that can sometimes be slightly negative about living right next door to a a very busy and uh, amazing airport. Max, you decided to do this course at College in Aviation. What is it about aviation that you're so interested in? To me, it's how big the operation actually is. You take away one piece and the whole thing can fall apart. It's such a big integrated like jigsaw puzzle kind of thing and just such a vast industry I guess. You're in the youth forum can you tell us what that is? The youth forum is like a meeting that we've gathered together isn't it so we've it's people kind of my age um, from colleges around primarily colleges yeah yeah. Um, from around here we've discussed I think the three main big points from the corporate social responsibility plan for Mike so the so we've got opportunity for, opportunity for all, local voices yeah. and the zero carbon airport. So yeah. we've had a meeting on each of those themes over the course of the last 12 months. Yeah, it's kind of like a way for them to get, I guess, fresh perspectives from young people to get their insight on the problems that Mike faces today as well. So Absolutely. How, what we see compared to what current people see and see how that differs and see what they could change maybe with from that new perspective. Tell us what those meetings are like when you all get together. I mean, they are great. We get the dominoes, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> all about the catering. <laughs> <laughs> no, they've been great. It's in the aerozone as well, isn't it? Yeah. So you've got all the different activities which we've tried before. So the security screening, the flight simulator, the they got their cabin as well, I think. Yeah, we've held our meetings in our on-site education centre, which is usually used for school visits, but we've also had our youth forum meetings there. So the young people have had a chance to do some of the hands-on interactive activities as part of the Aerozone. And then usually for each youth forum meeting, we get an expert from within the business to explain to them MAG's approach to that current theme. So for example, when it was Opportunity for All, we had our early talent manager come and talk to them about how we currently recruit and ask for their opinions about how we can better position ourselves as an employer of choice for young people. So finding out what do young people look for when they're planning a career? Where do they look for job adverts? What kind of things stand out for them so that we can tailor ourselves and appeal to the next generation of aviation employees? Max, why was it that you decided to get involved with the Youth Forum? I think it's just such a great opportunity to kind of get an early insight into Mag and just to see what I can kind of help with and contribute to. Julie, one for you. Why does Manchester Airport have a youth forum? So as a business, it's really important to us to engage with local people. And we do that through lots of different ways. So we go out and do what we call outreach events where local residents can come and talk to us about any issues related to the airport that are bothering us. We have something called our consultative committee, which is primarily local representatives. And it's quite a formal way of consulting with local representatives about 
our business. They kind of act as a critical friend, essentially. We also have parish council forums. But a a few years ago, we reflected on all that engagement activity and realised there was a a key voice missing, um, and that was young people. And obviously, we know that young people are the next generation of passengers, the next generation of our neighbours and of staff. Uh, So it was really important for us to find out their views, their opinions, get their feedback about us as a business and how we develop and also what we offer to our customers. So that's why we launched the Youth Forum roughly 12 months ago. um, We did a pilot meeting to sort of introduce it and share the aims and objectives and ask those young people what they thought we should focus on. And then we've had three uh, meetings since, which have gone really really well and it's amazing how informed young people already are we have a lot of people like max who've chosen to do aviation related courses they've joined the youth forum but we also have members of one of our local youth councils who don't necessarily know much about they haven't studied aviation um so it's been really interesting to get all those different perspectives about us as a business and what's important to young people today that helps us to shape what we do in the future What are the key issues that come up when you're having your discussions in the youth forum? I think the key issues I think we've kind of brought up has been the zero carbon part of that uh, CSR strategy. Yeah, the sustainability aspect was quite a hot topic, wasn't it, in the youth forum? To get the high net, the hydrogen pipeline, um, and just see what you can do with a sustainable air fuel, so SAF for Manchester and see where that can go. Okay, why was that such an interesting topic for the Youth Forum, do you think? I think specifically, as a whole, younger people seem to be really into the environment because it's their future as well, as much as it could be someone's, someone who's older now, their past, it's all of our generation's future, so they want to protect it and keep it well and just support the environment. And have you noticed that too, Julie, in the work that you've been doing with the Youth Forum? Yeah, definitely. It, some people who attend the youth forum when we were talking about zero carbon were so well informed and really passionate about sustainability and particularly in relation to aviation because they were jointly passionate about both, which I think sometimes, you know, the stereotype is that aviation isn't sustainable, but these young people are really passionate about finding a way to make sure that aviation can continue to grow but in a sustainable way and obviously they're the they're the generation who're going to make it happen so it was really you know amazing to see, hear all the different ideas that they've got and the information that they have already acquired uh, in their young years about how you know the avi- the aviation industry can continue to grow whilst reducing its impact on the environment right next stage for me then how do the things that are discussed in the youth forum make it back to mag so that's where I come in. So that's my role is to take what the young people have told us and feed it into the relevant business areas. And one example of what the Youth Forum have achieved this year was in our Opportunity for All session, we asked young people, what do you look for in a job advert and look at how we currently advertise and give us your thoughts. And a lot of them said, you need to be more transparent about what people will actually earn when they join you because uh, young people are well aware of the cost of living crisis. They want to know that they're joining a company that's going to give them the opportunity to progress and to build. But ultimately, when they start, they want to know they're going to earn a decent wage and be able to make a good living. 
And almost immediately, the early talent manager took that on board and straight away said, right, we'll put starting salaries explicitly on our early talent ads. So, you know, that piece of feedback was invaluable. How does that make you feel then, Max, when something that you've discussed together is actually acted upon? I mean, it's great. So it's, it just shows the impact that the youth forum does actually have because you can change something. Because I remember we actually, I was part of that discussion as well. I think it is actually quite an important thing for young people because it's definitely something that I and my friends would look forward to. Julie, the youth forum falls under the community engagement team. So can you just tell us a little bit more about some of the other things you do in that team? Yeah, so one of the things that we are responsible for running is the airport's Community Trust Fund, and that's um, Manchester Airport's charity that gives grants to local community groups up to £3,000 for items of long-standing benefit to the community. So any local community group can apply for one of those grants. And we've just passed a milestone of having given away £4 million now in the life of the Trust Fund. So that's a really nice project to be involved with. Um, And it's open for applications all year round. And then we have meetings of the trustees every quarter. And they are the ones who decide which groups have been successful in their application and therefore which ones get a grant. But it's really, really interesting to be part of that because you get to find out so much about what goes on in the local community all these amazing charities doing great work and it's nice to be able to support them in some way and give back I'm also responsible for running um, Manchester Airport's employee volunteering program so everyone who works for MAG can have up to two business days a year away from the business to engage in volunteering so our way of giving back to the community so my job is to try and encourage everyone to use them um, and to find opportunities for them locally so find those charities and those local organisations that need some volunteering help and match people up with those so yeah we're hoping that everyone will get involved in the year ahead. Okay, Max, warning, this is a big one, but I can't let you go without asking this. What is your hope for the future? So I've applied for the uh, Aviation Operations Apprenticeship, which will cover loads of different bases, like what I've just done in college, but it's a level four, so it's a step up to do, is it foundation degree? Mm -hmm. Yeah, in Aviation Operations because I have such a great interest in the industry that it's to be able to further that and apply myself within it as I'm able to turn in 18 now to be able to put myself into the industry is great. The businessy side of aviation is really interesting to me. And I think the Youth Forum has inspired me as well to kind of pursue that even further. What about you, Julie? Will the Youth Forum continue into the future for Manchester Airport? Yeah, absolutely. So we're hoping in the so the next uh, year of the Youth Forum is going to really focus on our Jet Zero pledges. So we will be talking in more detail about sustainability and the future of aviation. Um, and we're hoping that more young people will join the forum now that we've had a year to sort of figure out with Max and his peers how to deliver a Youth Forum that we're, that we're now going to extend the offer to more young people and just grow the audience potentially make it bigger east midlands and stansted also have a youth forum as far as we know other airports haven't got there yet so it might be that we you know share our learning with other airports so that young people everywhere get the chance to share their views their opinions and shape the future for aviation 
A big thanks to our guests this week. That's Jill Fraser, Julie Walker, and of course, our Youth Forum member, Max. If you want to know more about Manchester Airport's transformation programme, there is loads of information on the programme's website. That is www.mantp.co.uk. You can find the details in our show notes. On our next episode, we'll be finding out what it's really like working at 30,000 feet as we go behind the scenes with the airport's cabin crew. Make sure to return to your seats in good time for that one. It's one not to miss.